0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show.
1: It's all I want. She's
0: blonde, five foot two.
1: It's all I need, yeah.
0: And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K.
2: This is my... <laughs> yes, indeedy, it is hump day here tonight on the Andre Kay show, rolling over that hump towards the weekend. I'm glad to have you guys here with me for the ride. And what a ride tonight's show is gonna be. We got so much to get into tonight. The latest on the Biden classified documents. More cl- another day and another round of classified documents that Joe Biden, former vice president Joe Biden, stole from the People's House. We've got an update for you guys on that. And actually here tonight to discuss that will be Daniel Greenfield. Been a while since I had the Sultan of Kanish on the show. He always has. It's been a long time. I'm not sure if you guys remember him. Um, He's a Shulman Journalism Fellow at the David Horowitz Freedom Center and also writes at Front Page Magazine. Looking forward to get his take on that. We've also got breaking news coming out of the Supreme Court in regards to the Second Amendment. That's a story y'all may not be looking forward to hearing so much. We've got to share that with you. The IRS, more breaking news with the IRS in regards to the House and some moves that they're making against the IRS. Your favorite financial thought, Dr. Dave Elhoff, will be be here in the next hour so much to get into and more look forward to hearing from you though and we want your take on all the topics of the day 888-344-1170 that's 888-344-1170 you can also email me at show.com. in fact we've got some emails that have been rolling in since last night's show to share with you guys and then our top story of the night I was actually torn what, was, what should be the top story tonight? Should it be another day, another round of classified documents? Or should it be the fact that little mayor, a little upstart mayor, has, part, uh, has been part as secretary of the Department of Transportation in destroying, you know, what to, at least for today, the airline industry? Um, so we're going to talk about that one in a moment. And then we'll go to Daniel Greenfield and talk about the classified documents. But before I get into any of that, i got to bring in my main man every night of the week. It's DJ Potatoes. These woke, high-IQ, stupid people, they're easy to recognize. (laughs) They hate George
0: Washington. They hate Thomas Jefferson. The hate.
1: DJ, <laughs> potato, skin. DJ, DJ potato, potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. You no, know, Andrea, I was in a little yes. bit of a low key mood before the show, but uh-huh. hearing that, hearing Senator Kennedy, that always puts a <laughs> little bit of a stride in my step.
2: <laughs> Are you sure you're not related to me somehow? You got some Cajun kin down in Louisiana. I think you, I just might. I think you do because you do love you some uh, some Kennedy down there. Uh, I tell you, who's not a high IQ stupid person? He's just stupid. Is mayor of was it was it Fort Bend, Indiana? is that the wasn't that the highest office that Pete Buttigieg uh had before he was a, a failure at running for the presidency and then now secretary so, yep. yeah now he's secretary of the department of transportation this dude it's like it, it's it's not just it, it, there's I look I don't have a problem with somebody who is an elected official nominator holds a high position as a cabinet secretary uh who looks young Okay, I don't have a problem with somebody who looks young. I'm not one of these people that says you don't look old enough or mature enough or, or whatever uh, to hold this position. Um, but but the reality is, is we have a secretary of the Department of Transportation, which is an incredibly crucial position in this country. Uh, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe the Department of Transportation shouldn't have the power that it does. We can argue that uh, quite successfully here. But the fact is, the Department of Transportation is a huge, hugely powerful department. And you don't bring in a kid with no experience who can't, who doesn't obviously doesn't know whether to scratch his watch or wind his butt to come in and take over the Department of Transportation. And you look, today we had the, the first time since 9-11, we had our entire airline industry, ground air, uh, all our flights grounded, over 7,000 flights grounded. And he comes out and says he has no idea what happened.
1: Sorry, dude, it's your
2: job. It's your job. Oh, but when, but when he took over his Department of Transportation, it was back when we had a supply chain pro, supply chain problem. Remember that? Remember the Long Beach? Um, and uh, the Long Beach port was backed up for months and months and months, and we, which was part of the reason why we had such a food shortage and crisis going on in this country. And where was he? He was out celebrating. He was taking pictures with his, quote, husband in a hospital with their, quote, babies that they adopted, taking pictures in, the ho- in a hospital bed like one of them had just pushed a baby out of their, uh, out of their hoo-ha. For six weeks he was out. And then when we had the whole Southwest Airlines debacle that took place, he was missing an action as well. And then today, you look, who feels comfortable to to go and book a flight right now? 7,000 flights were delayed, 1,100 flights canceled. Um, and there's no, and there's no, um, uh, the, the claim is that evidently that there was some kind of system outage overnight. But he says, he admits that he has no idea what happened. Clip two.
0: Well, now that uh, the system is up and running, our primary focus is to determine that root cause. And I've directed FAA to figure out uh, exactly how this happened, uh, the timeline piece by piece about uh, what was known overnight uh, going into uh, last night and then coming out of it. And most importantly, uh As you might imagine, a critical system like this has a lot of redundancy built into it with backups. So we need to understand why with uh, all of that redundancy, it still rose to the level uh, that there had to be a ground stop lasting about an hour and a half. And the kind of delays that we saw
2: Dude thinks if he throws out a 25 cent word like redundancy that we're supposed to be impressed. What did he say here? He has no idea what caused this. At all. And he's directed the FAA to find out. How much is this dude being paid a year? I How about could- he finds out? Well, well, yeah. I mean, that's that's what you're doing as the, as the head of the Department of Transportation is to direct the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, to find out what happened. This is part of the reason why we're $30 trillion in debt, because we got bozos like that who have no qualifications at all for the position, who basically are figureheads. In fact, let me tell you, it's obvious why he's another diversity hire. It's, it, let me tell you exactly why him, with no qualifications, the biggest job he ever had was mayor of Fort Bend, Indiana. Somebody tweeted out today that, you know, what, what's a mayor's big job, right? Filling potholes, that's not a qualification to be the Department of Transportation. But if you understand, as I've said here many times, that the LBGTQIA agenda is the number one agenda of the left and the Trojan horse against this country, you'll understand exactly why he is the head of the Department of Transportation. In fact, this past June, here's what the FAA as a part of his Department of Transportation has been focused on. I'm going to read a tweet here. The language we use in aerospace matters. We've begun to adopt gender neutral and inclusive aviation terminology as part of our agency wide initiative. You can watch our inclusive language summit at and then they put the link there. Then the link goes to join our, uh, the next tweet was live. Join our discussion of how the words we use can create a more inclusive aerospace community.
1: Andrea, when people are flying, do they really pay attention to the words that are being used or do they just want a safe and secure flight?
2: Ask the people we ask the people today that were grounded missed doctors appointments missed getting to funerals missed getting to weddings this coming on the heels of all the problems we had over christmas and 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 southwest airlines and then all the the weather delays ask the people whose lives have been completely upended people who who lost work lost money ask them today if they if they if they're so okay that they're just, they don't mind all of the headaches and the disaster and the chaos and the destruction that took place in people's lives across the country. They're cool with that as long as the FAA and all the airlines and the systems going on are using gender, ne- gender neutral terms. This is where we're at in this country, Skins. The LBGTQIAXYZ agenda is the number one agenda for the left because it's the Trojan horse that can take us down, that can transform this country from one of sanity, one from Judeo-Christian principles and values, one from one of that nobody owes you anything. Uh, it's your job to go out and earn it. it. It affects every. It actually unravels every aspect of our society. It actually does. Who would have thought that this Trojan horse would be in such an every aspect of our society that it would have infected our FAA and our Department of Transportation to the point to where instead of them looking at systems, instead of making sure that the redundancy is there, instead of making sure that the systems are up and running. And they can't tell you right now whether or not this was some kind of attack, because, of course, we're not protected from the outside from the outside world attacking us. No, the, the, the main attack going on in this country is America being attacked from within. Abraham Lincoln said that it would not be the barbarians at the gate that would destroy this country. It would be our own internal fifth column. And that's what's happening today, right in front of our eyes. And even if this was some outside force, China or some other country attacking our systems, it's because we've taken our eye off the ball. And the only thing that, that the Uniparty cares about is, is power. And this is how they aim to centralize it against Americans through this cultural Marxist crap. Meanwhile, we have... Uh, a continuation of a weaponized FBI and Department of Justice against 75 MAGA, million MAGA voters against Donald Trump, trying to stop him from running for re-election, while they continue to cover up the crimes of Democrats like Joe Biden. Kind of hard, as Daniel Greenfield will be with us in a moment. Kind of hard for Joe Biden and Merrick Garland to be making uh, uh, taking a victory lap around Trump and the Mar-a-Lago raid with the continued exposure of what Joe Biden has been doing with classified documents. We're going to be talking to Daniel Greenfield in uno momento when we come back.
0: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kaye on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kaye show for years. We saw after Trump uh, took office back in 2017, we saw a weaponized FBI and the DOJ and breakneck speed with Robert Mueller just burn through uh, different uh, different prosecutions that involved time after time after time uh, from Roger Stone and Cohen and Paul Manafort uh, being dragged out of their homes at 5 a.m. like Roger Stone and his blind wife in front of uh, CNN cameras, right? And then we, then we saw the culmination even after Donald Trump left office in which his own personal home, his own personal residence was raided by the FBI. They pilfered through Melania Trump Underwear drawer, all in, 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 and supposedly because they were convinced that Donald Trump had classified documents of national security importance that he was selling off information to Russia. And yet, here we are, day two, finding out yet again that there's even more classified documents of former Vice President Joe Biden had stolen. And here's the difference, as the left is trying to continue to act as though, oh, you know, trying to justify that not only was it kind of equal, that actually what Donald Trump did as a former president, and of course, we don't even know to this day what those classified documents supposedly were, that somehow it's so much worse, when the reality is this. Donald Trump, as a former president, is the only one who can declassify documents, not a secretary of state like Hillary Clinton, and certainly not a former vice president. And yet we still don't have any raid of Joe Biden's homes, his offices, or his wife's underwear drawer. Not that anybody wants to pilfer through Joe Biden's underwear drawer. Here to talk about the situation is Daniel Greenfield. He's a Shillman Journalism Fellow at the David Horowitz Freedom Center. He's a writer at Front Page Magazine. And, of course, he's got the Sultan Kanish blog, and he joins me now. Hi, Daniel Greenfield. Welcome to The Andrea K Show.
3: That's always my pleasure. Thank you.
2: Thank you for being back with me tonight. Okay. So you wrote a piece yesterday about how, you know, Joe Biden can't really hear. He's been trying to take a victory lap around this Mar-a-Lago raid. And now we hear this. This was yesterday. We've now find out that, um, there's an additional locations where, location where documents was found. The, um, but they haven't told us where this location is, how many documents are there, um, how they were being housed. No information, Daniel Greenfield.
3: Of course not. I'm not surprised. Uh, Whenever anything comes out about Trump, there are, of course, immediate leaks. We get all the details, all the juicy details, some of which are made up. But it doesn't matter because, of course, by the time people have found out that it's false, nobody's even paying attention anymore. With Biden, everything is being handled covertly, secretly. We're getting zero information. Yet the information that we do have is actually really damning.
2: Well, it is damning because the information that was at this – well, first of all – it's the, the classified documents supposedly in this locked office at this um, University of Pennsylvania, D.C., Biden Center, which was funded by the Chinese Communist Party, includes information re- related to Ukraine. So it is absolutely of national security importance. We're understa- I do under- have heard a little bit of a leak, if you will, and that unlike Donald Trump, that these documents supposedly include things called, I think they were called SEO. SC- And we heard about this type of classified document during the Hillary Clinton fiasco in which she had the home server that was transporting classified documents via an unsecured server. And those had these, these are some, these are the most highly classified documents uh, to the point to where even five-star generals have to pass polygraph tests each time before they read one of them. Supposedly, that level of classified documents was included in these Joe Biden. Uh, docs. If he were a Republican, um, there would already be a special counsel appointed, wouldn't there?
3: Yeah, and as you pointed out, the Penn-Biden Center uh, took in millions from Chinese donors. And this is really a miniature version of the Clinton Foundation. It's a way for uh, a guy who's going to run for president to uh, assemble a bunch of his staff, Secretary State Tony Blinken, was a managing director, Mm. and get paid by foreign donors to do it. So it's a way for foreign donors to buy influence, which is much more disturbing than, you know, documents being at Mar-a-Lago. Secondly, Biden's documents apparently involved uh, three countries. Two of them, Ukraine and Iran, are countries that he has extensive ties to, uh, that he has profited from in various ways. Uh, And there's really uh, this is a huge red flag because if you think about it, uh, Trump's documents involved correspondence with uh, Kim Jong un, uh, North Korea. This was nothing that he was personally profiting from. Uh, Biden had uh, business ties to uh, Ukraine. He had a lot of money that came in through um, political contributions to Iran. One of his uh, mega-bundlers was actually uh, an executive director of the Iran lobby, and Iran intervened in the 2020 election to help him. Mm -hmm. So this is really crossing the streams. This is stuff that should absolutely merit a major investigation. The fact that it doesn't shows how corrupt the FBI and the media are.
2: Yeah, and in fact, um, the uh, it, when Merrick Garland named a special counsel to investigate Trump, it was two weeks after the Biden-classified documents had already been discovered.
3: Yeah, uh, it's uh, completely unsurprising, the fact that there is this double standard. And you have to wonder, why were they discovering, what is the timing? Why are they discovering these documents now? What's going on? Uh, this was happening right around the midterm,
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, which... Yeah, so there was a, this was basically itself a cover up. They're a cleaning house. Yep. Uh the Penn Biden Center was set up to source money from foreign donors. Mm -hmm. Uh, The theory was that, you know, if Biden actually, uh, the midterms go badly, then Biden's going to have to go back there. Now, uh, Biden looks like a lock for the nomination. So now they're just cleaning house and Mm -hmm. prepping things for the 2024 election.
2: Yeah, we're talking to Daniel Greenfield from Front Page Mag and Sultan Kanish blog and Shilman Journalism fellow at the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Speaking of timing, it's interesting you should bring that up because I heard the other day that speaking of timing around November, right before the midterm, Supposedly, I don't read Wapo, but I heard today that they had written an article, basically saying that um, kind of kind of whitewashing and saying that Donald, what what happened at Mar-a-Lago and what was discovered at Mar-a-Lago really wasn't prosecutable. And then you think that 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 they why would they come out with that and say that? Uh, well, that was also around the time when these documents were found, and that was laying the stage, setting the stage uh, to provide cover up uh, for for Joe Biden with this. I think that what should be happening is what the Democrats would be doing in this situation. I think t- today we found out that I think the House has prepared impeachment documents against Mayorkas. Congressman Andy Biggs has been on our show wanting to pursue that for a while. If the Republican Party had any, what they need to do, PDQ, in my opinion, Daniel Greenfield, is they need to be impeaching Christopher Ray. They need to be in impe- and I think they should file impeachment ag- against Joe Biden. Wouldn't the, Dem- wouldn't the Democrats do that? I mean, they filed they, they impeached Donald Trump over his Ukrainian phone call in which he had every right to be asking for them uh, for for them to be investigating what went on and getting to the heart of why Joe Biden presidential candidate um, bragging about how he had gotten a prosecutor fired. I think the Republican Party should be impeaching Biden, don't you?
3: Oh, absolutely. And the shoe, as far as the shoe being another foot goes, the other thing that Republicans should be doing is what the Democrats did with the J6 committee uh, is actually make get these witnesses there, uh, make sure that Biden officials come in. And if they don't, then, yes, they should actually fa- they actually should face uh, sanctions. They should face uh, arrest and imprisonment because uh, just. Uh, sending in subpoenas and not actually seriously enforcing them is a joke. Right now we have a completely politicized Justice Department, one that is pursuing Democrat ends and unless Congress has actual police powers at its disposal, nothing is going to happen.
2: Well, I I do like the they did announce a select committee to investigate the FBI and the weaponization of the DOJ and this is just another example of it. The the, the reason why because the reason why the FBI and the DOJ has been weaponized is to control the outcome of our elections. And here we go again, where the FBI had information that was relevant to the midterm elections, and they buried it. They covered up the crimes of Joe Biden while they were actively trying to target the uh, Joe Biden's political opponent in 2024, as well as the continued persecution and prosecution of, of, of Americans simply because they, they believed that the outcome was stolen in 2020. And we're not going to have, have a nation going forward. I, I know the Republican Party doesn't have prosecutorial powers in D.C. right now, we We don't control the DOJ, but they could, and and I'm not an attorney, but I think what the play should be, they should be doing all kinds of subpoenas, all kinds of investigations and seeing what they can get done at a state level at U.S. attorney's offices or state AG offices to begin prosecutions. That's what needs to happen. If we don't start having accountability, and that includes prosecutions of people that have corrupted our system, then nothing's ever going to change. We've got a minute left. Final thoughts, Daniel Greenfield.
3: Absolutely. Uh, Republicans actually need to be willing to use all the powers at their disposal. And as I always say, the Democrats actually made the rules on this. We've seen what they did in the last four or five years. All of the every tactic that they use should be turned back around at them and wielded by Republicans who are actually willing to fight.
2: Absolutely. Tell everybody where they can read your stuff.
3: I, I'm i a peer at the David Harwitz's Freedom Center's front page magazine, frontpagemag.com.
2: Thank you for being here. Appreciate it as always. All right. Now, you guys stay tuned because we got some more stories to get to when we come back from the break. We've actually got I got to give credit where credit's due. Daniel Greenfield's right. We got to start using all the powers uh, and our disposal at the Republican Party. They're not having done enough yet, but they ha- already have some wins under the belt in this brand new 118th Congress. And I'm going to share one of them with you when we come back.
0: You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Hey, San Diegans, have you uh, been following the uh, case of Larry Miette? And uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the name correctly. Maya Miette, his wife, went missing. And um, I don't think her her body was never recovered. I remember this case. My friend uh, lived in the neighborhood and was friends with Larry Miette and, and Maya. And she, I remember her texting me saying, oh, girl, I need you to pray for my friend Larry. His wife is missing. And I said, of course i'll pray and then i texted uh my sister and i said girl i said uh, about a year and a half two years from now you're going to be seeing this case on dateline nbc 48 hours mystery i said because i just knew in that moment that he he was involved of course i didn't have any evidence it was just my gut my gut feel and of course the people versus larry Miette is a. Uh, is beginning here in San Diego. So you true crime followers, this is a very interesting, fascinating case. And um, what I, what I, one of the reasons why I follow true crime is because I care about victims. And I love that prosecutors are the ones who provide justice for families. And so we pray for justice for Maya Millete in this case. Um, getting back to the House and the 118th Congress, so far I'm liking what they're doing. I, you know, I like this uh, this select committee to investigate the FBI and the DOJ. And the meltdown on the part of the left continues. Last night we played a clip of this McGovern dude who was just—it's like throwing spaghetti against the wall. I mean, he was like pulling pulling a- a- every every he could to throw at to in order to complain about this, including accusing the Republican Party of wanting to defund the police, which is like so. Stupid. Um, I also love that the House voted to not give any additional funding to the IRS, which would have basically denied the funding that was going to go for the 87,000 agents. We got more on that later with Dave Elhoff, Financial Thought Doctor. But I'm especially loving this story. Um, today, because uh, actually, this was yesterday, or today, McCarthy confirmed what was leaked or or hinted at yesterday, that Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, and Ilhan Omar will lose their committee seats. And this is absolutely, it it just, yeah, they should be kicked off committee. Adam Schiff went around lying to the American people for years, even uh, pretending Asserting, alleging that he had actually seen evidence and proof that Donald Trump had colluded with the Russians to steal and control the outcome of the election. And even after Robert Mueller's own report came out and said that there was no evidence that it happened, he continued on CNN to make that claim. And if he had been a Republican with that kind of lies, perpetrating that kind of propagandist, uh, 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 propagandized hoax on the American people, do you think he wouldn't even be in office? Let alone sitting on committee right now. I got to give it to this dude Santos. I hope he holds firm against anybody trying to push him out of office in the Republican Party. Shame on you trying to push this dude out of office because you know what? As long as Adam Schiff's still in office, why should he leave? Oh, we're supposed to be above, you know, what the left does. You know, it's like Daniel Greenfield was saying. You skins, you're you are one of the most upstanding people, one of the most high integrity, high character people. Don't you think it's time we play by the same rules?
1: I mean, you got to push back somewhere.
2: Yeah, and you know, sorry, Adam Schiff. You we, you know, if we're going to have accountability on Republicans, we're the we're always the first time some re- Republicans been found to you know tweet something out or say something untoward. They cave and they get kicked out of office. Adam Schiff. Think about the damage that was done to this country with that lie. And yet he was still supposed to sit on committee. Get out of here. Eric Swalwell. While they had claimed for years that Trump had colluded with Russians, Eric Swalwell actually had a relationship with a Chinese spy named Fang Fang. And yet not only is he still in office, but on committee? No. Get out of here. Ilhan Omar did fundraising efforts for an unindicted co-conspirator in the Holy Land Foundation trial. In other words, for care. In other words, she was raising money for an organization with terrorism ties. Not to mention the fact that this woman married her brother in an immigration fraud scheme. Quite frankly, she should be deported because she was brought to this country as part of a refugee program, committed immigration fraud. Not only should she not be in office, not only should she not be in committee, quite frankly, she shouldn't even be in this country. So at least this is a step in the right direction. I thought, uh, I thought uh, Rashida Tlaib also had uh, committee assignments. I'm not sure if she does and if she's still on committee, uh, on a committee herself. Um, here's what she was caught saying, not caught saying today. Here is Rashida Tlaib, who when she won office, draped herself in the Palestinian flag. Here's the anti-Semitic remarks she made today against Israel. Skins, please play clip one.
0: No person. Not one Palestinian, Israeli, anyone deserves to suffer or die for who they are, what they believe or where they were born. The sooner we end unconditional support for Israel's apartheid government, the sooner we can begin making good on that belief.
2: Wow. Um, She's right. And, and, And the idea that, you know, nobody deserves to suffer or die for who they are which is why we need to stop funding Hamas and terrorist organizations that are strapping bombs onto children to kill Jews. This is the party, can you, uh, this is the party... The Democrat Party that's accusing Donald Trump of being anti-Semitic because he had some dude nobody even knows who he was to dinner. If you're going to criticize Trump for the dinner that had to do with, I don't even know who these two people were, criticize him for having dinner with two unknowns. What's a former president of the United States doing dining with people nobody's ever heard of before? But Donald Trump was the most pro-Israel, pro-Jewish president in the history of the United States. He was the first president who honored the agreement to move the U.S. Embassy. We have a rise of anti-Semitism in this country, and it's not anything to do with MAGA. It's got nothing to do with the um, yay, Kanye West. You know, remember his comments that he made recently and they're trying and and the Democrats never have not spoken up in years about the rise in hate crimes against Jews in this country. It wasn't until Kanye West said something stupid and because he wore a MAGA hat in the past, then they've got to try to somehow connect MAGA to anti-Semitism. And yet here's some in your face, anti-Jew, anti-Semitism comments, anti-Semitic comments from a, a member of Congress referring to Israel as an apartheid state. Absolutely shameful. There's actually, uh, I think, a Holocaust exhibit that's coming to the Reagan Library, and I think we've got the executive director of the Reagan Library coming on next week to talk about that exhibit. Have you been to the Reagan Library, Skins?
1: I have, way back, many, many years ago. It's uh, it's something that every conservative, every true conservative, needs to put on their list to do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I I I I, I think that. I didn't like. It's
1: really breathtaking.
2: Oh, I, I, I've, ne- I've actually never been there. Can you oh, okay. believe it? Can you believe I've never even been no, there? No, that
1: actually shocks me.
2: I mean, I've got I've got two coffee table books. One of one is from the Reagan Library. Somebody gave me, which is 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 a coffee table book about Reagan. Mama had given me uh, after he died. Nancy Reagan published all of his his personal handwritten, not handwritten. Yeah, most of them were handwritten when he was president. And I'm just such a fan of Ronald Reagan, and I just haven't been to the library, and I just need to go there. I didn't like. I know them. how much
1: we like Trump. He's still Reagan's still my oh, favorite president. Oh my in history. gosh,
2: just loved him so much. Um, there was something that the Republican Party did that I didn't like back during the Republican um, it, 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 during the debates in 2016. I don't I, I I don't remember what it was, but I didn't like the fact that they used the Reagan Library to do it. I think it had something to do with Romney. I I, I just felt like it. I felt like it was a An affront to Ronald Reagan, what went on there. I didn't appreciate it. Um, But there's also some interesting good news out of the Republican Party today. Some guy named Bernie Macus or something like that. I've never heard of him before. I'm not somebody that's been involved in money in terms of politics. But one of the biggest Republican donors came out today and said he is no longer in support of Ron McDaniel as the head of the RNC. And he's supporting Harmony Dillon. That's huge. She's lost probably the biggest donor for the Republican Party. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's there. There, I'm feeling a new sense of energy. I still feel like the Republican Party needs to go a little bit farther, but I, I think. And if you think about the energy that we've got, you think about some of the moves that are taking place right now from the from Jim Jordan heading the, that committee to um, immediately they pass this rules package that is just so great for us from vacate the chair to 72 hours before that bills must be presented 72 hours before it's brought to a vote and on and on and on. Single issue uh, bills to get passed instead of these omnibus things. We have to credit. I'm going to say right now on Wednesday, my heroes of the week are Andy Biggs and the other freedom fighters, because you look at you look at the progress we've already made as a Republican Party in this 118th Congress. And you have to say that it's because of what they did. They refused to let it be status quo, but go back to status quo and business as usual, establishment Republican Party crap. It was we've got to. It could, and, and it also goes to show that what can happen if you stand up to the bullies, if you say no. You dig your heels in. I'm not going to just go along to get along. I'm not because that's not right for the country in the long run. And everybody was all hysterical that we lost a few days. Even Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, we've got to get to doing the work of the American people. Well, think about what would have happened if they hadn't dug their heels in. Do you think that that the work of the American people would be as good without this rules package as with it?
1: It would just be more of the same.
2: It'd be more of the same. I have I've lost I like the Marjorie Taylor Greene is now saying we've got to investigate what's going on with all these people dropping suddenly from the shots we're going to talk about that in a minute I like that um but she still lost a lot of her political capital with me because it doesn't
1: sit right. Like I, uh, she she was too quick to jump over to McCarthy's side,
2: and and it may be just short sightedness. She might have been legitimately thinking, "Oh my gosh, we're losing time. We've got to get committee assignments. We've got we've got to get to the to, but we've got to get to doing the people's business. But it's not getting to the people's business if the rules package isn't there to make sure that the people's business gets done in the right way." So it may be just that either way, whether there was something untoward happening behind the scenes or whether it was just her short sightedness and naivete, either way, she's lost political capital with me because she was completely she was she should have been on the side of the freedom fighter saying we're either going to do this the right way or not at all. Even
1: if in the, even if in the end she did support McCarthy.
2: Yeah, because Biggs, Biggs ended up, you know, voting for McCarthy, but it was not, he wasn't going to do it until we got the right package, the right right rules package, because it was only through this rules package that we were going to have the right bills passed. We were going to have our policy agenda pushed forward. Without it, we would end up with more $1.7 trillion omnibus. Crap weasel packages like we had in December. I mean, it
1: was more about it was more about the rules and the guidelines than it was about the individual speaker.
2: Absolutely. What? Because because without the rules package, what we were going to have was Nancy Pelosi in a a suit versus an immense suit and tie and nothing would have changed. It was all about the rules package. And him stepping in as a dictator, as Speaker of the House, he he was cobbled. He was hobbled. What what was it called? And um, did you ever see the movie Misery? With James oh, wow, Con. I
1: did, a long time ago.
2: Okay, there was this this thing called hobbling where she came in with a hammer and cracked his ankles.
1: Uh, yeah, now I'm envisioning <laughs> it,
2: yep. <laughs> That's what was done to McCarthy. He thought he was going to come in and run away with it as a dictator, and the 20 Patriots came in with a hammer on his ankles.
1: <laughs> him <Flashing> back. <laughs>
2: All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears a little bit, and I'm going to pick up where Marjorie Taylor Greene was talking about these shots. Uh, stay tuned. More Andrea K show on its way.
0: Andrea K telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Um, I posted a meme today that said. Uh, I have to paraphrase. I don't have it in front of me. It was a woman pointing and she said, who better get ready for all kinds of propaganda about upcoming variants and stuff in order to cover the health crises that's happening with these shots. Right. Um, And then listener Sandra sent me a screenshot of a CNBC Article that says Biden administration extends COVID public health emergency as highly infectious Omicron XBB.1.5 dot one dot five spreads.
1: You and I said months ago, Andrea, there will be an endless oh, yeah. supply of variants. It's never going to stop.
2: Absolutely, um, but here's the great news for Moderna and some of these shot makers, right? As these shots that are obviously okay. There's a story today that a mom um, yesterday. Uh, we had a cadet, an Air Force cadet drop dead, walking in a class. Before that we had a 16-year-old girl die in a flag football yep. game. Day before that it was a basketball player collapse on a field. Today the, a mom came out about her teen son with blood clots. I mean, it's like every day we're hearing this. It, Marjorie Taylor Greene is right. There needs to be an investigation. The problem is that, you know, as long as we still have uh, all the same crap weasels in the CDC and the NIH and the NIAID um, fox guarding the hen house, we're not going to get to the truth. What we need is we need to stop these shots being injected into people. And these shots that are creating the blood clots, the myocarditis and killing people, uh, the good news for Moderna is that now they get have an opportunity to create another shot that's going to treat the heart failure patients. Isn't that great that they're coming up with a shot to treat the people? It sounds like
1: they've created a problem and now they're going to fix it.
2: Isn't that awesome? You know, they now they've got a solution that's going to cost the government money. Um, I think they also came out today and said the mRNA shots, the Moderna shots, are going to cost hundreds of millions more dollars? And now how much is it going to cost the U.S. taxpayer to pay for shots to treat the people that got the heart problems? Let's listen Andrea, to... Andrew if the
1: mRNA with the COVID jabs uh, didn't do their job, are you going to trust your your arm or your body to mRNA anything?
2: Well, we're going to play this clip of Moderna CEO, Stefan Boncel, uh, talking about announcing his new mRNA shot to treat the heart failure patients who got the shot in the first place, clip four.
3: As you say, cardiology, we have now in a clinic, a uh, super exciting program when we inject mRNA in people's heart after a heart attack <laughs> to grow back new blood vessels to help revascularize the heart. So it's a bit like science fiction medicine, but that's what so is really exciting to me. But the, the other side of this is that right now, Moderna, though it has this pipeline, has one commercial product, and that's the Spikevax. That's the actual COVID vaccination. So that's the irony of COVID, is it really has, in some ways, allowed you to go and develop these other areas because of the revenues that came through the door. You're 100% right.
2: Yeah, I don't know what the accents if you guys caught that. But basically, he's saying it's super exciting. The the CEO's like, I'm super excited. Because when we inject these new shots into people's hearts after a heart attack, they get to grow bl- back new blood vessels and revascularize the heart. Um, and then the Australian guys like, well, you know, what's so that, what's so great here for you guys is that you get to take the money from the COVID shots and use it to create these new shots. And he's like, yeah, What a racket. Let's get billions of people injected around the world, make tons of money off that, have a little sideline benefit of depopulation at the same time, and now we get to make more money injecting directly into people's hearts. And it's all like science fiction, he says. Yeah.
1: Seeing the connection here.
2: Yeah. It's fiction, all right, the fact that these shots... We're supposed to stop you from getting COVID and then stop you from giving COVID. And that was all a lie. And now what, what we've got is, and it's good news that the DOD yesterday came back and said that they were going to um, repeal their shot mandates. But that's not going to save anybody, anybody's lives. Who's like the uh, Air Force cadet who died on his way to class yesterday. And look, I'm glad that there are many people that have not had any uh, health ef- uh, effects that they know of from the shots. Um, but we what we what we clearly need and and I also mentioned last night that Trump was the first interview I've heard with him in which when he was touting his success in fighting COVID never mentioned the shots. He's not he's not a dumb man. I think he really wanted to believe in them. He really wanted to believe in this you also say his
1: body language. It was like he, he was mulling it over about whether he should say it or not. And he just looked uncomfortable.
2: I, well, I, it, I didn't see, it wasn't a video. It was a phone interview that he did, but you could, he, he was struggling to find the words because, you know, when you're used to having a talk track, Yeah. Uh, that we say in sales you've got you've got some some things that you say over and over yep. wh- then you get used to saying it and then when you're when when you don't want to say that anymore it starts to try to come out and so he was in, instead of it being flow you could tell that he was trying to tout His success in COVID and he was struggling because he was having to fight uh, saying his one of the main things
1: he would say in the past when he would go to the vaccines
2: and he would say, you know, experts say that we save 25 million lives with these shots. He's not saying it anymore. What I wish he would do is go further and say, I think he should hold a press conference. Let me know what you guys think. 888-344-1170. I think he should hold a press conference and come out and say, I'm very concerned about the, um, the athletes, the... Uh, information that was withheld from us re- regarding these shots, their efficacy—they're not what was billed to me. They're not what I was told. Not only are they not efficacious in stopping people from getting this disease, we've got now more people dying from from COVID after having gotten injections. And then on top of it, we've got sudden adult death syndrome we never had before. And I'm calling a halt to any injections and a full investigation into Pfizer, Moderna. I want—I want a criminal. I, I suggest a criminal investigation. Do you think against he will? I, I, I don't think he he's prepared yet to do that. I think, but I think he's grappling with it. He did call today for an investigation into the uh, government big tech collusion. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back. Financial thought doctor is going to be here talking about the IRS. They came out with their new tax tables, and we'll share that with you when we come back. <laughs>